Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. Welcome to Barbecue Nation with JT's After Hours. Conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey everybody, welcome to After Hours here on the Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. We've got my good buddy Meathead with us again today talking about your Labor Day uh, barbecue experience coming up here on the the weekend not Wait, this week. I got a question. For yeah, you. yeah. I've, I've done this show a bazillion times. I love hanging out with you, and we always do after hours. How come you're not serving drinks? It's after hours. <laughs> I want a cocktail. Well, you can't see in the studio, can you? That's why I don't do these things via Zoom because I'd be I'd get in trouble. Um, and I learned a long time ago how to keep my ice quiet, if you know what I mean. So. <laughs> How do you keep the ice quiet? Ah, you just never let it get to the bottom of the glass. Oh, okay. You always keep fluid in it, and you'll only get a very oh, small okay. rattle, you know? Oh, and then right. if And then if you have a mute, bu- uh, mute button on your board like I do, you can't tell when I hit that button, so you don't hear it. <laughs> there you go. But there's been a few times in my life I did get some bad ice, and um, that was painful. I can remember that. Bad ice? Bad ice. You get bad ice, and the next day it can be just miserable. (laughs) It went right over my head. I don't get it. What is bad ice? Well, that's when you drank too much, and you look like hell the next day, Uh, and somebody says, oh, did you get some bad ice last night? Yeah. You blame the ice. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. Okay. Well, how come you're bleary eyed and hung over this morning? Oh, I had some bad ice. Okay. Yep. 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 I get it. I'm a little slow on the uptake. Here, That's pal. all right. That's all right. If you hadn't heard it before, you might not understand it, but I'm very cautious of that. Somebody the other day where we were talking on Twitter and said something, somebody made a comment about Mad Dog 2020. And I said, it's oh, the God. only only time in my life my pillow hurt. <laughs> yeah i've had mornings where my hair hurts yeah 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 Yeah, i can feel it growing yeah god but that mad dog that just that was clear back in my end of high school beginning of college days and i wonder if they still make mad dog oh yeah they do md 2020 mm-hmm. and um I think anybody who's going to take uh, on a career in professional drinking should have a bout with Mad Dog just to let you know what's coming down the road for you. So well, you know, I was a professional drinker at one time. Yes, you ran a, and created a wine magazine and stuff, didn't you? I had a magazine about wine, beer, and spirits, International Wine Review, and I was the wine critic for the Washington Post and the Chicago Tribune for many years. Yes, yes, and well, I'm a wino. <laughs> well, you know what the difference between a wino and a connoisseur is? About three glasses? Oh, okay. Yeah. We're on the right track there. <laughs> We're on the right track. And yeah. I've had the great pleasure of poking around up in uh, 
the Pacific Northwest and down in the Willamette Valley. And uh, uh, in the early days, I got to know David Lett when he oh, was yeah? Uh, yeah. still with us at Irie Vineyards and uh, Canutes and Erath when they just started out. And I uh, uh, saw the, the young uh, Oregon wine industry uh, sprout from nothing. It's, it's really go- thrilling. It's going Huckleby Buck now. Uh, it really is. And, um, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing that we've had people that have these, uh, not to get off on the subject of wine too much, but we've had when you were here and they were starting and they were in their infancy and all that. And now it is a major, major industry here in the Northwest. I'm aware. And, I'm uh, aware. um, and yeah, there's a lot of vineyards Yeah, and it'll, it'll get bigger and bigger now that California is burning. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've made friends with a few of the vinters. So <laughs> over the years, it's a good thing. I, you know, you may want to cut this out because it's ramble here. But when we talked last, we talked about um, the Joel Palmer house. Did you ever get down there? No, I have not yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have not yet. Um, we're We're very limited and it's just been a short time ago, like a month. Or so that they've actually opened things up to where you could go, you know, go out like that. And my wife, um, being a type one diabetic, we have to be kind of, um, in all seriousness, we have to be very careful with her um, uh-huh. on on any exposure to things like that. Me, I'm just an old iron gut cowboy. So, I mean, you uh-huh. can't hit me with a bulldozer. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, we're just very, we're very cautious with Shelly and. And so um, we really haven't done a lot of those things. We did go out to dinner the other night for our anniversary um, and uh, went to a local steakhouse. And I was quite disappointed, but um, that's another story. Uh, So we were talking about cedar planks and fish. Yeah. And and neither you or I are fans of cedar planks. and, And I don't. I don't under, I mean, the guys that invented them or manufacture them now make a bazillion bucks a year, but uh-huh. I don't understand why. Well, just, it's a really clever presentation. It looks cool. Yeah. And, you know, the same thing can be said for beer can chicken, and we've right. talked about that. That is, you know, that, that doesn't work the way people think it works. It's, um, but, uh, you know, you've got this cedar plank, which is not a hardwood. It's a softwood. So it has a lot of air in it. And so you're laying fish on top of this insulation. Um, it's a it's a softwood plank full of air. So the flame down below really doesn't get that wood hot enough to sear the underside of the fish. Um, a metal pan or a plancha will sear the underside of the fish, but the fish is so much water. It's like 90% water. So you've got this um, layer of insulation. It might as well be styrofoam with a uh, a piece of water laying on top of it. Um, and uh, so you're not going to sear the bottom. Now, if you put it directly over flame, the bottom of the plank might char and burn and start smoking. And so you may get a Venturi effect where the smoke wraps around and tickles the fish lightly, um, but you're not going to get a huge amount of smoke flavor that way. So it's cooking from the top down. It's roasting. It's not really grilling. 
for me, I would rather take the fish off the plank and grill it right over the flame right. or smoke it um, so it's got flavor on all sides or sear it on a flat plancha, on a metal plancha, so you right. get a nice crust. So I, it just, plus the other aspect of it is, is that cedar is an odd tasting wood. Uh, it's got, I mean, it's like pine. It's, uh, nobody uses cedar in our smoker, uh, because of all the oils right. and the aromatics. Why is it good for planking? Yeah, I don't, that's, that's always been my deal because, I grew up in cedar country here and I know mm. the you know, and the cedar oils uh, are strong They're there. It's a very strong oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I've eaten it a couple of times um, in when people have cooked it for me and, you know, you can taste the oil in it. And I don't like that. I, yeah. I really, I really don't like it. So, no, I, I I much rather just grill it, yeah, um, or, or 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 hit it on a plancha. So, on this uh, topic of uh, fish and seafood, what um, you know, you you lived in Upper New York and you lived in other places like that. I know you mm-hmm. lived in Florida at one time. I was, raised, I was raised on the coast of Florida. Yeah, what about like? shellfish like soft shell crabs and that i know how we can do oysters and steamers um you know different clams and things like that but what about soft shell crabs how could you do those on a grill well you can just throw them on the grill um i I mean i think they really come alive when you serve them with a butter sauce oh yeah so you can make clarified butter just like you would a lobster clarify the butter or just melt butter put some tarragon or something in there. Um, I, I, I've had it with um, lemongrass, which is really nice. Um, I've seen people uh, bread it and fry it, uh, but it's good on the grill. I mean, it, it only is in season for a few months. Right. Um, you know, it's the same thing we were talking in the, uh, on the live show about corn. Um, the same thing for lobster. Uh, when you grill lobster, you get all this, um, smoke or grill flavor, uh, but it it comes out just a wee bit chewier than if you steam it. Sure, uh, but it's also more flavorful. So you have to decide: do you want maximum flavor with a little bit more chew, or do you want maximum tenderness with a little bit less flavor? Um, and you know, it's a it, it's a trade off. Yeah. Um, and and the same thing with crab legs and and shrimp. I mean, you can you can boil or steam shrimp, and they come out very tender. Or you can grill them. Right, right. Yeah, I um, I I just love shellfish. Um, I always have. I always will. Um, and I don't really care what they are. I have my my preferences. Is you know shrimp and crab and some of that uh, oysters mm-hmm. I like, but I only like them a certain way. Um, when I grew up, we always had pan fried oysters, and that was fine. My mother made this horrid, uh, and I, folks, I'm not picking <laughs> on my mom. I'm just constantly dissing her. I know, but she she loved oyster stew. She just loved oyster stew, and there would be this big pot, and she would get a 
a couple of jars or however they came in those days of fresh oysters and she would put them in there and she'd put milk in it and do all this stuff. And I could just never, I just never cared for it is all. Did you ever taste oyster stuffing for Turkey? I know yes. it's popular. I've, I've never had it. Yeah, it was fine. It's not something it okay? I, yeah, I, I couldn't serve it to my crew because they're not into, into seafood like I am, but I've had it. It was, it was fine. It, to me, it's a there was two things about it. One, it's kind of a stronger because the, the oysters have a lot of juice in them and stuff. And that uh-huh. kind of permeates through the other parts of the stuffing. And so you, you can't really get like, oh, there's a nice bite of oyster. And then over here is the, just a nice bite of stuffing with the mushrooms or whatever else you put in it. And that's fine. That oyster flavor kind of goes through everything. Uh-huh. So some people might not care for that because you can't escape that really strong um uh, strong flavor but and that may have just been the person that prepared it for me um just that may have just been the way they do it in particular i don't know because i it's not something i've gone out and tried every every thanksgiving or something but um, the weirdest stuffing i've ever had was slider stuffing slider. white castle sliders Oh my God, Jesus! You take the whole slider, the bread, the meat, and everything. You can yeah. buy them frozen in the store, right? And you thaw them out, chop them up, throw in some seasoning. It's got onions, it's got ground beef, it's got bread. Um, you just cook them all together and stick it in the turkey. It ain't bad, huh? I've, I've got the whole recipe. <laughs> on AmazingRibs.com if somebody wants to try it this Thanksgiving. or Hey, you know, why wait till Thanksgiving? Why don't we eat turkey all year round? Uh, I, well, I actually eat it. I don't probably eat it. I probably eat five, six times a year. Yeah. I, I don't just I eat like it turkey. at Thanksgiving. I do, too. And I mean, I, it needs help sometimes. You know, it needs a, it needs a, uh, a, a, a lot of seasoning and some, particularly the breast. Um, they can be bland, um, but uh, if you get some good seasoning on it and uh, maybe even a sauce, I like Asian flavored, you know, yeah. uh, uh, hoisin or ter- uh, teriyaki or something. And uh, it can be darn nice. In fact, you ever do Disney turkey legs? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I know how to do them. I've got the recipe for them on AmazingRibs.com um, because they're cured, just like you would cure a ham. Yes, um, and uh, I've figured out how to do it. And uh, people who taste it, in fact, I think if you Google recipe for Disney turkey legs, you should get my website right off the bat. I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you a little story because this is after hours and we've got infinite infinite time here. <laughs> When my daughter was little, <clears throat> I was doing a show in South Texas, and then I had to do another show the next weekend in Oklahoma City, okay? And we have relatives that live in Texas, my wife's side of the family. So uh, flew down there, dropped them off at the relatives, went over to Beaumont to do my show for three days, come back, pick them up. We head to San Antonio to go to SeaWorld because my daughter watched that damn Free Willy movie about a gazillion times, you know, and of course it was local at the Oregon coast and all this stuff and so on and so forth. All right. So we get there and she's got to see Shamu. 
So we we check in, and this is in the mid-90s, and uh, we get there, and we got the cousins and the kids and the whole shebang, and they've got smoked turkey legs. And I'm thinking, there's something good going to come out of this day, because I don't care about Uh that damn big whale, but they got a turkey leg. I'm down with that. And I pay like... 25 bucks for this turkey leg. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, it's huge. It's just huge. So we get there. Yeah, they, use, they use the big Tom turkeys for those. Yes, yes. And so we get there. We get our seats. They're warming up the whales. And all of a sudden, Shamu comes up out of the water right in front of us. I mean, like 10 feet from us. This big sucker goes straight up and practicing one of his jumps. And my kid is gone. She's three. She climbs over me, over the next row of theater seats, hits the concourse running as fast as those little legs can take her. <laughs> now, we've just dropped a couple hundred bucks to see this damn whale. And so I go up chasing her. I catch her at the door. She's not going back. She's scared. She doesn't want that. That whale's going to get her. So we say, okay, so we pack her up, we put her on dad's shoulders, mom's got the, when they're that little, you're always traveling with bags of stuff, you know, diapers or whatever, and we go outside and it starts to rain, meathead. I mean, it is a Texas torrent out there and it is raining. And by the time we get to the car, I've got water between my ankles and my knees. In the parking lot, getting to the car. And here's what happens. I drop my freaking turkey leg. Oh, no. <laughs> and it just kind of floats down the parking lot, you know, kind of oh, hits God. the water, sinks, pops back up, and it's gone. Um, that was my experience. And uh, oh, that's funny. Yeah, I was not a happy camper. Put it that way. <laughs> But there are times, and in all seriousness now, there are times during the year that I'll go to a store. We've got one market that's fairly close to us, and they'll sell turkey legs. And mm-hmm. and they have the smaller ones, and then they have the big Tom ones like that. And I'll buy three or four of those, and I'll smoke them. And then I cut them off. Um, mm-hmm. And we make turkey sandwiches out of them, or we have you know one major meal out of it, and then we have sandwiches mm-hmm. later. And I love it. I just love yeah. them. Yeah. Well, they're just fine smoked, but the ones they sell at Disney and probably at at SeaWorld have been cured and smoked, yes. and they have a ham-like flavor. Yep. Yep. I, 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 I did get two bites out of that turkey leg before it floated <laughs> off to oblivion, so I know what you're talking about, but yeah, it was, uh, it was quite a deal. So, okay, it's the, let's give a scenario here. It's the last bash before school starts. <clears throat> Excuse me. Even if it's uh, virtual school at this point, yeah. And any last-minute tips you can give to people? We covered all the vegetable stuff, which I think people would be pleasantly surprised if they used a lot of these vegetable ideas that you shared with them in their barbecue for the last last one of the summer. Oh. I mean, you know, if you're going to have people over, you're going to want to do the standards, you know, chicken and burgers and dogs. And, you know, if you're serious about barbecue, you're going to get into the smoked ribs or the pulled pork. Or right. The biscuit. I mean, you know, those are the old standards. Um, I'm a big fan of cooking seasonal. 
Um, and uh, right now it's, 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 it's vegetable season. And that's, we talked about that during the main part of the show. Um, I, I would lean heavy on it. Now, my neighbor, um, who is a musician, um, has a big Labor Day cookout every year, and all his musician friends come. It's just wonderful. They all sit in a circle with their instruments, and they play until the wee hours. And, of course, guess who mans the grills? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I just stand there in the in the hot sun <laughs> for, like, three hours with tongs. He's got three grills going. Um, but I always do a turkey for that event. Uh, in fact, you know, I'm I'm just thinking with Labor Day coming up, um, I, we ought to keep it going and get ourselves a turkey and uh, invite him over because he had to cancel the party. I mean, he can't have thirty people over. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I, I smoke a turkey, uh, a whole bird. Um, lately I've been, um, spatchcocking it, butterflying it. Sure. Um, it, it comes out moister that way. And the beauty of spatchcocking is, is you can actually brown the interior of the cavity and brown is flavor. Um, uh, that's the Maillard reaction gives you more flavor. So you get brown on both sides. When you cook a whole bird, Norman Rockwell style, the inside never really browns. And you tend to overcook the breast because it takes longer for the heat to go from the surface all the way down into the cavity. Um, but if you spatchcock it, it cooks from both sides. It cooks more evenly, uh, comes out moister and fresher. And I always do that for the uh, Labor Day picnic. And I do that here at my house, and we bring it over, and then I stand at the grill all day. And he does um, country ribs a lot. Uh, which are not really ribs. They're pork, but they're cut from the shoulder. Right. And they're usually an inch and a half. But basically, they're pork chops. And um, But uh, they, they, they're a lot of fun. It's an inexpensive pork cut. Um, and you don't have to, you know, five hours on the smoker. Uh, you can just grill them off like a pork chop take them off the grill at 140 degrees. If you want to smother them with barbecue sauce, go right ahead. Um, and they're fun. They're a big hit with the crowd. They go fast. Right. Yeah, that's all good. Well, Meathead, um, one of these days we're going to meet in Denver or someplace like that oh, and, and tear up the town. Uh, Maybe. Somewhere. Well, i tell you where we'll meet. We'll meet in a bar somewhere. Because <laughs> uh, you and I are going to swap stories. We, we, you know, we, we love talking on the air, but the readers, uh, the readers, the listeners, what they don't get to hear is the stories we tell off air in between commercial breaks. Yep. Um, yep. And I keep saying to myself, why don't you tell these stories on air? Um, you're full of these great stories. And, you know, I've got a few, too. I'm an old fart. <laughs> um, we we can tr we can talk for days. Oh yeah, well that's not a problem. But uh, you know, I gotta I've gotta ration my material because uh, you know <laughs> that's right. You're probably telling me all the stories in the commercial break that you told last week on here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a few of them. I've got a few of them. Anyway, my friend, I hope you um, have a, a a great Labor Day, and uh, we'll be talking very soon. Good talking to you. Pat. All right. Thanks, folks, for listening. Bye -bye. We'll be back next week with another edition of After Hours. Take care.